After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the Sought-After Entrepreneur Podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson. Welcome back. Super stoked that you're tuning into this week's episode. And I cannot wait to dive into today's topic because I'm building off of last week's episode where I shared the biggest inner shifts that I've made over the last 12 months, and probably even more than that, since I've entered into the online space, I've been on this personal development journey for sure. And I've made some really big inner shifts that have allowed me to take really aligned practical steps in my business that have resulted in two to three potential clients being booked into my calendar each and every week to have a conversation about joining Spellbound and getting the support in writing really compelling, captivating, and potent as fuck content that really helps move your audience through that customer buying journey from that point of awareness of like just learning who you are to then eventually wanting to also work with you. And I've been enrolling amazing and beautiful, badass women into that program, Soulful Coaches, who are out wanting to make a difference and who already are in so many ways um, and have this wealth of knowledge and wisdom. But this experience Spellbound is really helping package and position all of that and put it into words in a way that feels authentic and genuine. And I shared last week the inner shifts I needed to make in order to bring something like this to the world because the way in which I do things when it comes to content and marketing is very, very different than what is traditionally taught. And for the longest time, I didn't think I could bring something like this to the market because my process and everything that I do is very intuitive. And it's really hard to teach my intuitive process. It's really hard to put that into a step-by-step approach. And at the end of the day, that's not really what I want to do, right? The whole point of Spellbound is to help pull out of the women that join, the soulful coaches that join, what's already within them and put that into words in a way that sounds like them so that they can connect with their ideal clients. And I'm going to share with you the practical steps I took because it always helps ground the inner shifts, right? The inner shifts are like the invisible. It's the inner work. It can be nuanced on the you know outside looking in. It might not look like you've made any drastic changes. But what I do want to share is a lot of the conversations that I've had in the DMs, um, on social media with my posts and different things like that is one of the big things, you know, somebody had mentioned was like you, you made the inner shifts, which have allowed you now to take really aligned practical steps and really tune out what everybody said would be right or wrong or won't work or this will work or this is how this works or or whatnot. I was able to tune that out because I was so solid internally. I was so grounded and anchored on what I wanted to do and ultimately how I want 
my audience to feel whether they buy from me or not. And I shared yesterday on my Instagram stories, like I'm getting daily messages from many, many, many women about how they finally feel liberated to be themselves and show up as themselves after taking my quiz, What's Your Elevated Edge? or after watching my free training, Selling the Invisible. And that is what I led with. So after doing these really big inner shifts, I had to ground myself in what do I ultimately want my audience to feel? Taking sales off the table. When I created my quiz, I didn't have this idea of like, okay, I'm going to do the quiz so that I can sell on the back end. That literally was not in my frame of mind. I ultimately wanted to create this thought-provoking quiz that gave people permission, not that I have to give anyone permission, but really gave them permission by reflecting back through the results pages that they get to be who they ultimately are and still get paid for it, that they don't need to show up in a way that is professional or put together or so poised and polished or, you know, perfect in in all that and that they get to be exactly as they are and get to own that in the fullest expression of who they are. Because to me, that is what true freedom is. It's not what money is going to get you. It's not the house and the the car and all of the things. It's It's you being able to be yourself without the fear of being rejected or judged or or whatnot. That to me is true freedom. And so in everything that I did, the quiz, the free training that I put out, Selling the Invisible, and everything else that I'm about is, is showing up in that authenticity and being really genuine and true to who I am. Because to me, that's what is so magnetic. And when we're trying to fit ourselves into that cookie cutter box is when we actually lose parts of who we are. And that to me is the thing that creates what I call static or or in your frequency, right? So if, if sales feels hard or attracting people into your world feels hard and it feels like you're pushing this boulder up a mountain, like you're making sales and people are coming into your world, but it just doesn't feel easy. My guess in a lot of ways, and this can sound fluffy, is there's probably a part of you that you're not showing or you're diluting or you're not really saying what you want to say, right? So that polarizing piece of content that you want to put out, you want to share what you stand for, but you also don't want to ruffle people's feathers. So that was the essence of everything that I do. And I was like, well, how can I create an ecosystem of content and support for people, whether they buy from me or not. Because at the end of the day, if I can create an impact with my words in any capacity, then that's what I'm here to do. And that's what I want to do. And so I had to get really clear on that and really make the inner shifts because there was a part of me that was diluting my message. There was a part of me that was showing up in a way I thought I should, you know, I was listening to all of the other coaches of like, this is how you build your online business. And this is how you have to market it. And this is how you have to sell. And if you don't add this and do this and all the other things, it's not going to work. And when we come from this place of like, what's the right way and the wrong way to do it, we literally strangle our creativity, we strangle our genius, the thing that's 
makes us different in so many ways, which is one of the big things I want, you know, I want out of Spellbound than anything. Like, sure, you know, the women will walk away with a high converting funnel. That's the very tangible masculine thing they'll walk away with. But more than that, they're going to walk away with you know, this liberated feeling of being able to truly be themselves in in so many ways, but also bring things to life that is the creative expression of who they are. And it might not look like everybody else, but that's the whole freaking point. And so it's this container of like really encouraging them to step into that in so many ways of like, what does your soul ultimately want versus what your brain is telling you is going to work and not work. And that was the inner big inner shifts I needed to make as well as like turn off what my ego and my brain and all everybody else was saying so that I could get in tune with ultimately what I'm here to do, what my strengths are and what I'm here to bring to the table. And then I could take practical steps in that capacity. But I couldn't do the practical steps in an aligned way if I wasn't in alignment internally first, which is what was wrecking havoc in my business to date, because I wasn't in alignment, I was listening to everybody else. And so I needed to really start there first. And then I could take really simple practical steps. And what's so interesting, that in this entire journey in the online space that I've been in for the last two years full time, I always kept asking, there's got to be an easier way, a more simple way, a more direct way, because that's also who I am at the core of who I am, right? I don't want to overcomplicate things. I don't want to take unnecessary steps. It's the many gen energy. We want to cut shit out that is not necessary. And I found that so much of what was taught was so freaking complicated. I was like, I feel like we can do this easier. And yet, when there's this pressure to want to sell and there's this pressure to make money and all of the things that go with it, it's like, but this seven-figure business owner is telling me to do it this way and they've made it work. So do I trust myself or do I trust them? And for the longest time, I trusted them and not myself. And that was the big inner shift I let go of in that episode I shared, right? It's like I really came back to trusting myself, which allowed me to take super practical steps and really create just one simple pathway for my people to come to me and to be able to to enter into my world. I started with a quiz. I created that one simple pathway that then brought them into my world, helped them see you know, who they are at the core of who they are, so they could get into alignment with themselves and to really follow that as guidance. And then I created a second pathway, which is my online demand training, selling the invisible. So I have two really simple pathways now, but they were a year apart. So I ran the quiz for a year before I introduced selling the invisible. And so I just want to preface that because I think sometimes as high achievers, we want to do all of the things, which is what I did in my business when I first started, right? It was like, I can have this lead magnet and this freebie and this thing. I've got to have a downsell and an upsell and a low ticket and a high ticket. I got to do all of the things because I was looking at the seven figure business owner and the eight figure business owner who had all these pathways. But what was missing in that was their starting point, Right. I was looking at where they were and where they had grown. And for a lot of them, you know, my very first coach, I mean, he's been in business for 15 years. It's a long time and a lot of growth and a lot of changes and evolution. And 
a massive team. You know what I mean? Like, we don't look at that. We look at their endpoint or where they are right now in the moment. And we're like, we want that. And then it's like, we try to build all of that in day one. And then we bury ourselves because it's overcomplicated. Things aren't working. It feels heavy. We don't really actually, again, sit with ourselves and like simplify the process. And you can create a beautiful income, multiple six figures with just one simple pathway for people to come into your world with one simple offer. And yes, I know we are multidimensional human beings. We are, we love to do a lot of things. We probably, if you're listening to this and you follow me, you probably have so much wisdom and knowledge um, in your toolkit. And it's like, how do I put that all into one thing? And I, and I get that. But there has to be a starting point to some degree where we're like, okay, what is it that we ultimately want to offer? And how do we package that? And let's just start with the one thing, the simple thing to start, to start to create momentum and traction in your business. So the practical steps that I took literally were running ads to an on-demand free training to then book a call. And it's that simple And the reason behind the simplicity of that for me, some people will be like, well, ads aren't simple. But my feeling is that they are. And the reason being, yes, they might, it might take a learning curve to learn ads. But for me, I felt like I was on this content creation hamster wheel and I'd come from like corporate to brick and mortar. And in my brick and mortar, if you run a brick and mortar, you know that showing up, if you're the like sole operator of your business, you probably don't have hours a day to create content and sit on stories and do all of the things because you're running your brick and mortar business. You're there. The doors are open. Customers are coming through. And there's and, and you have day-to-day stuff that you're doing. I'm not saying online business don't have day-to-day, but it's very different. It's very, very different worlds. And so when I came into the online space, I was like, you want me to create five posts a week or seven? You want me to post something every single day? And you want me to go on stories every day and do a live a week? Like It felt like, for me, so not in alignment with who I am. I'm somebody who wants to add to the conversation, not just talk for the sake of talking, which for me, that's what social media really kind of feels like most days is like just a lot of noise that we're just pumping out content with one sole outcome. And that is to make a sale. And I was like, I can't be part of this. This is does not feel right to me because you go back to what you ultimately want to create. Catherine, me talking in third person is I want people, I want my words to carry and have an impact, whether somebody buys from me or not. If I can shift someone's perspective through my words and they go off and fly, I've done my job. You know, I've done what I'm here to do. And my words mean so, they carry so much weight for me. There's an integrity piece that I use to drive every element of my life is like, I want to speak with integrity and be authentic and show up in that genuine way. And if I'm coming from the place of like, I've got to post every day or send two emails a week at a minimum to sell, I've strangled the creativity that is flowing through me, which is what I hear from so many of my clients is like, the minute I have to put on this marketing and sales hat, it like kills the joy of what I'm doing. And that's what we don't want. Because to me, the creative expression, the authenticity, 
the different ways you're going to say things and the feeling and the essence behind why you're posting it, the intention carries so much weight, so much more weight than just trying to follow this calculated or formula driven approach. And so for me, it was like, I I want to do the thing that I'm here to do. And I want to spend the time that in in my gift, which is coaching and mentorship and strategy and optimization really at the end of the day is like, how can we make this better? And how can we really help you fly and scale your business? That is my zone of genius. Give me something to work with. Give me this, the meat and potatoes and I can optimize it. And so again, the practical steps for me from a from a pure choice and alignment phase was like, what system can I put into place that will allow me to be in my gift 80% of the time and 20% of the time I'm marketing and sales, which is the polar opposite of what most marketing people will tell you that you need to spend most of your time marketing and selling. And for a lot of soulful coaches, healers, shamans, Reiki masters, you name it, like no wonder you feel gross in your business because you're not here. You're not a marketing person. You're not here to do the marketing and sales of it. You're here to heal people. You're here, here to offer your wisdom and knowledge and expertise through your transmission, not through I'm going to go and write perfect sales copy. You know, like that's not what you're here to do. Your gift is something totally different. And when you're pulled out of your gift and you're told I need to market and create content every single day, well, no wonder a lot of soulful coaches want to burn their business down because it's like, I didn't sign up for this. And I'm a weird marketer because I'm a marketer and conversion copywriter by trade, but I also don't want to spend my time marketing and selling my own business, right? I want to spend my time helping other soulful coaches really simplify what they're doing, genuinely show up in their business through their words, whether that's written or verbal, and really get into alignment with what they're doing so that they just become a magnet for people and that they can step off the content creation hamster wheel. They don't need to be a content factory. They don't need to spend hours in their DMs. They don't need to do those things. They can actually spend the hours in their gift. And so for me, that's how I looked at what practical steps do I take. And that's what I did. Now, here are a lot of things that I was told by the industry, by coaches that wouldn't work because it didn't fit the formula maybe that they had followed. And I love all of my mentors and I love all of my coaches. And this is not of like a ragging session where I'm like, they suck and they told me to do this and it didn't work. Like that's not at all what it is because I get so much knowledge and wisdom. I hire my coaches and my mentors because they think differently than me. And I'm like, what can I garner from that? What insight can I garner? And I'm so grounded in my own inner trust that I'm like, okay, I can take what they say now. That's the key word. I can take what they say now, run it through my internal guiding system and make the decision. I wasn't that way before and it caused a lot of havoc. So I was able to take what was being said, make it my own. And that is what has changed. So some things that um, I was told would never work, um, positioning the offer at the end of a masterclass, sharing what it is, talking about it, saying its name, saying its price, that it'll never work, right? People will get turned off by that. 
And while I understand that, I so get that, my whole philosophy is full transparency and integrity in what I do. And I truly, truly, truly believe at the core of who I am that when you're empowered and you have you can make an informed decision with the information that you have, you can then be this empowered buyer and you know exactly what you're getting into. And you can manage expectations that way a whole lot better, right? It's like they know exactly what's happening. When you get on a sales call, it's less awkward because you don't have to go, this is what I do and this is how I can help you. They already know they're coming in prepped. So that was one of the biggest things that I changed and just led with. I was like, I'm not going to pitch a call or some audit or whatever that sort of like to me feel smoke and mirrors in a lot of ways because it's like we're we're dancing around the elephant in the room which is like I created this masterclass to provide a ton of value for sure but I ultimately there is a way I can support people who are ready for the support and I knew that my buyers would want to know the price and all that because that's what I want. Again, I'm like, just get to the point. I'm very direct. And so I wanted to mirror that out. So that was one big thing that people told me would never work that I shouldn't do. And I just had to trust my instinct on that one from a very practical perspective. So again, you can see the importance of like really knowing what is in alignment for you and really being able to take again what's been given from mentorship guidance, which for me, most coaches, I want to believe, are here to help you. They're on your team. And I think that we can get into this dynamic with coaches and mentors where we're like fighting with them almost. It's like this battle, like, well, you told me to do this and I did it and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it's, we always have, I, I always look at my coaches like they're, they're here to just really help me. And they're not trying to tell me to do something that's going to end up screwing up my business. I mean, like, that's not what they're here to do. They're really just trying to help. They're on my team. So I look at it from that perspective. So that was one big thing I was told that would never really work, um, which has worked phenomenally for me. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is to give you sort of the permission, not that you need it, to like really start to look within your own business and go, what am I doing that like has never really felt that great? And now I'm going, wow, this is why, because it's not in alignment with me. Um, And one of the other big ones was you have to create some type of urgency for people to buy or they just won't buy. And so the online or on-demand training with no real deadline, like no countdown ticker, or you're not on like webinar, I don't even know, jam or whatever it is that tells you to pick a time, right? Like, well, you can pick seven tonight or eight tonight or 11 tomorrow morning, which is like this disguise that, you know, you're actually like putting it in your calendar and you're showing up and, and it's going to disappear if you don't watch it in five days. Like I didn't do any of that. Um, because again, for me, I get it. I so get like having something in your calendar will make it real and you'll show up for it. But also, you know, with a deadline, it just gives people a deadline to buy and like make the decision. I'm of the mind. And again, this is just me, which I wanted to mirror everything out is like, I want people to join Spellbound who are really ready. And it's like a yes for them in a lot of ways, but they get on the call with me to really make sure that we're aligned energetically for them and they feel good about it, but that they're ready and that I don't need to hound them to show up. Because that's not 
me in any way, shape or form who I am as a human or a coach. Like I'm not here to be like, so are you doing your work? Like I hate micromanagement at the like core of who I am. And I get people need to be micromanaged. I'm just not for them. And I'm I'm not going to get the best out of them in the program if they need to be micromanaged, if they need these deadlines and dates and all of this accountability piece of it. I do have accountability in Spellbound, but it's I say kind of invisible, like I have measurements and metrics that I have in place process wise where I'm going to, there is like an accountability um, phases within it, but it's not from a micromanagement perspective, like, hey, did you get your work done? Hey, you didn't submit this. Like, I have no time for that. And for me, if I have to put that in the sales process, that is going to attract people that need that. And I don't want that. If if you need constant reminder and constant, you know, like fire starting under your butt to do the work, like I'm just not your person. And that I had to own. I had to really go, I can't, one, that dynamic in a coaching space will really drain me as a human being and I won't like it and I won't love it and it won't bring the best out of me. And I'm again, I'm a huge believer that we prioritize the things that we want in life, period. If we don't want to do something, we're not going to do it. I'm not the type of person that's going to hound you to, you know, work out or quit smoking or stop drinking or like, it's just not, that is not ingrained in who I am as a human. And so I, I, I had to think about the sales process and what I was doing and who I was calling into my world from that perspective, right? Like getting really uber clear, one, who you are, at the core of who you are and what you stand for, what you believe in and what you value. And when you get clear on that, the, that's the big inner shift I'm talking about, right? When you're really freaking clear on that and you're like, it's etched in stone. This is who I am and what I stand for. And these are my values and this is what I'm available for and not I'm not available for, then you can really start to speak to the right people. Because when we don't have that etched in stone, we mimic and emulate other people. We watch what everyone else is doing and we're like, well, it worked for Jilly, so it must work. And then we get people into our coaching containers that aren't the right fit. And it's not because they're bad people, or they're horrible, or they're trying to make your life a living hell. That's not at all what it is. It's just that they're not the right fit for you energetically. They're not aligned with you. They're not that energetic match. And that's because we've used language and content and sales strategies that don't call in those people. And I can tell you with every ounce of my being that the women that are coming into Spellbound are like, it's it's mind-blowing to see the shift, right, of of that happening because they're such phenomenal matches for me. And I know I can support them in the best capacity. And that's the key, right? Is that they're matches for me and what I'm able to support them with. And they're ready for the transmission that I'm here to deliver. That is the key. And that's uplifting for everybody involved. For you as a coach, you can stop doubting your ability and capability And it's also really uplifting for the client because they get these phenomenal transformations and not always for me in my case as a, as a marketer and a conversion copywriter, like it's not just sales. It's not just more clients. It's not just more money in the bank. Well, that is wonderful and lovely. It's also this like inner transformation of, of being fully expressed, 
which is the work, to be honest with you. It's not the easy work. It's scary as fuck to show up as yourself, the full expression of who you are. And that's the work. And when they can walk away, my clients can walk away at the end of the six months, like literally fully expressed in their business, saying ultimately what they want to say. That's true freedom. And and I will die on that mountain. That is the true freedom. And so those are the practical steps that come as a result of really knowing what I stand for and value and and holding that true regardless of what everybody else says and and is trying to to say is the right way and not maliciously but just in their what they know to be true to themselves and so that's another big practical practical step right is that i i'm not going to hound you i'm not going to put in these false deadlines i'm not going to set up some software system that has people picking a time and showing up to an on demand training that that we pretend is live like it's not not my jam. Again, it's full transparency and integrity. And if I have to use any form of trickery in my sales process, I've already compromised my biggest and most potent value, which is integrity um, and transparency at the root of that. Like if I have to use any form of trickery in the sales process to get someone to buy, it ain't for me. Um, and there is a lot of trickery taught. There's a lot of mind trickery. What I say is like to get someone to actually purchase that might not even be ready to purchase, right? They might not be the right fit. It might not be the right time, but we've leveraged or played off of their, I don't want to say weaknesses, but the not self, right? Of like creating that need or demand that they're not really, they're making it from like a heightened nervous system, fight, flight, uh, fear, right? I want people to invest from a place of like pure, like joy and excitement. And the calls that I take, literally, they're like, I don't really think I have a problem. I just want to scale or reach more people or have a bigger impact. And the minute when somebody says that on a sales call, I'm like, you're the right fit. Because it's not this energy of, I need you to fix my problem, I have this problem and I need you to fix it. They're like, I am really happy at where I am and I feel really good about where I'm at. I just want, I desire more. I desire to evolve and to grow. And I'm like, brilliant, right? So again, it's getting clear on the mindset, the the way in which your audience is going to talk and speak and what you're kind of looking for in that capacity. Because again, a lot of sales strategies and and marketing language and speak doesn't necessarily speak to that. So that was another big one, right? Is is really getting clear on the sales strategies um, that I was for. I wasn't going to put in false scarcity or urgency. And I don't I don't navigate any of my sales calls that way. And that's another big one that I was told wouldn't work. You know, if you get on a sales call or a discovery call, whatever you want to call it, um, you want to cl- close on that call. You want to at least get some type of decision or get a follow-up call on the calendar um, with a decision. And what's so cool is, again, I'm of the mind, like, if you want something, you will do it. And if something is important to you, you'll prioritize it. And what's so interesting that I see on every call of all of the women that have joined Spellbound to date, 
the one thing I'll hear is at post, we'll be wrapping up the call. I never close on the call. Um, people will say yes, or they're really interested, but they, you know, there's things they've got to check finances, uh, chat with their spouse, all the things I'm like, yeah, go do the things. Or if you're an emotional decision maker in human design, if you have an emotional, if you're emotional authority, it really is advised that you wait, you know, 24, 48 hours. And when I know someone's emotional, I am actually you, I'm actually encouraging like, go wait and get back to me. But everybody that's joined, it's like, I will get back to you. And they do. And what's so interesting about that is, is that that's how I navigate my life. I don't ghost people. I don't not respond. I don't get on a call and then say, oh, I'll get back to you. And I never do. That's not who I am. That's not what I stand for. Those aren't my values. I'm not saying anybody else's values are wrong, but that's how I show up in the world, right? Like if I commit to something, I'm all in. That's how I've always been my entire life. And those are the types of people I want in my world. And so I'm most of the people that if if you're going to ghost me or get on a call with me again, I'm like, I'm not going to push or try to help you overcome your objection or whatever. Like I have no desire to chase. You will come when you're ready and not everybody's ready. And so most of the women on the very first call will say, I'll get back to you. And everybody that's joined Spellbound to date has gotten back to me on their own terms in their own time. I'm going to repeat that because that is so fundamental. They've gotten back to me on their own terms in their own time. And it's sometimes it's been a week. Sometimes it's been 24 hours. But again, when you show up in the energy of, one, full trust, like that who's meant to be in my world will be in my world. I'm doing what I do, right? I've got the masterclass out there and putting out content. I mean, you know, I'm creating thought provoking content and really helping people having conversations in the DMs, having conversations in my email. Like I do the things I support my clients and I have full trust that people will come into my world that are meant to be in my world that are ready for it. And when we try to control that, with, again, trickery, or we try to control that with um, tactics or strategies that aren't ours, or we're, our motivation for wanting to get a response from somebody is not pure. It's not for the highest good of all, right? It's, it's I want the sale. That'll make me feel really good and validated, which we all have. I've had it in my career, so I'm not exempt to this. I just know it so well because I've moved through it. And when our intentions are pure, we have the most phenomenal humans that come into our world that are energetically matched for who we are and ready for that transmission. But when we're trying to control it, like follow up and say, hey, you know, um, you haven't responded or you're not getting back to me and we do this five times or six times, it's like, yeah, they might be busy. But again, I'm 100% a firm believer that you prioritize what's important and busy is an excuse. It really just is an excuse. I'm busy. I don't have time. I haven't gotten to it. It's an excuse. I'm not saying I don't follow up with people. You know, some people will get off the call with me and say, they usually end with, I I will get back to you um, in the next 24 or 48 hours. But for some reason, if I don't, please follow up. That's the only time I will follow up. If they've given me permission to do so, in a certain period of time, because I get that life can get in the way and stuff can happen. I mean, you could hurt yourself or get sick or something comes up. And so, but that's the only time I will follow up. Or 
I will follow up in the DMs with people, like I said, who who provide their Instagram handle, which is another really practical step I took. I added that as an optional piece on my opt-in form was to provide their Instagram handle. And again, I was told, you know, to really follow this like sales process, right? Like you follow up in the DMs, but the whole goal is to lead them down that customer buying journey. And again, I'm not here to chase people or twist their arm. And so I've really massaged that to be my own. And the feedback I get from people is like, you reached out in such a like curious way. And really all I say is, hey, so-and-so, it's Catherine. And you signed up for Selling the Invisible. I'm curious to know if you found it helpful, question mark. And I can almost instantaneously tell whether someone will be in alignment with me and my work and what it's about just based on that initial response. And for a lot of women that I'm in conversation with, they'll they'll say straight up, like, I don't have the finances right now, but your training is amazing. And I'm like, cool, that's kosher. But like, you know, do you have any questions? Da, 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 because my whole energy with that DM is not to sell, which sounds so weird. Like I've taken the sales and the outcome. I've detached so far from the outcome. It's like, I'm actually just wanting to do it from a connection piece to hear, to try to understand, to learn, to listen, um, and to support in any capacity that I can. And so that was another big practical step. But I was so terrified to take that step because of how traditional DMing is taught where it's taught with this end in mind, this goal in mind, so to speak, right? It's like, you know, you DM 25 people and you convert X amount of people. It was like, I needed to really kind of take that out of the process and out of my way of thinking and just show up from that pure place of curiosity. Because what's so crazy about this is that Again, when we think about the dating app, I use the analogy of the dating app, right? Is when somebody's swiping on the app, swipe, 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 good looking, good looking, good looking. Nope, nope, nope. It's very surface level. And it's almost like they're doing it without thinking about it, right? They're not really maybe paying that much attention. They're just swiping based on like first impression. You have to think about the top of your funnel or whatever you're asking people to opt into in the exact same way that their intention, you have no idea what their intention is for opting into that. For example, when you're swiping, you might be swiping because you're looking for long-term love and connection and you want a husband, but there's somebody else on that app that's swiping because they want a hookup and they're actually married or they, they're I don't know, they're they're just doing it for fun. Who knows, right? Like you don't know their intention, but everybody's intention is different and you have no idea what it is. And so when we're so attached to the sales, we must make sale from this conversation. The conversation becomes really freaking awkward, but it also closes the conversation off because we haven't given the other person an opportunity to show us what their intention is. So for example... I have beautiful conversations in the DMs right now that are all for collaboration, not sales at all. And the reason the women signed up was because they loved what they saw. They saw the ad, they clicked on it, they loved the messaging, they loved the content, and they wanted to go through the funnel to like just see what my world was about. But they actually want to collaborate, 
which is very different, right? They 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 want me to maybe speak in their group or they want to get on a call with me just to have a conversation. Maybe they want me on their podcast or vice versa, right? We do similar work and I have a podcast, which you're listening to right now, and they want to be on the podcast because they think they could add to the conversation. Very different, right? But if we go in with this like laser focused on every human that comes through our world as like must sell to them, We've already closed off energetically anything beautiful that can come from it. We've literally just strangled it because we have this presumption or assumption that everybody coming into our world at this moment is wanting to buy from us. And that is absolutely not the case. There are people coming into your world for far different things. And when we can be open to that, that's where the magic happens. That's where the true magic happens because we've allowed ourselves just to be open to the possibility of what could happen, whether it be sales, collaboration, maybe it's just a really beautiful friendship. God forbid we make friends in our DMs. Kind of being a little sarcastic here, but it's true, right? There's this pressure we put on ourselves to sell, 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 sell. And if we don't sell, we're not good enough. And if we don't have this conversion rate, we're not good enough. We don't, you know, and it's and it's suffocating. It really is suffocating in your life and in your business. And what I hope you take away from this episode and some of the practical steps I've, I've shared with you, but also the spin that I put on it, the things I didn't really listen to, that you walk away with, again, permission, not that I need to give it to you, but to just play and to allow yourself an opportunity to be curious and to be open to what is possible because sometimes we get so fixated not sometimes a lot of the times we get so we get so fixed on what we think needs to happen we create this expectation of what we believe needs to happen i need to put together this masterclass that will drive people to it that will eventually buy from me. And when they leave their Instagram handle, I need to message them six times and that's it. And then, you know, the whatever, right? And I need this conversion rate. It's so methodical. It's so calculated. It's so analytical. And I'm not saying that the data and looking at that is not important. I'm saying that when we allow that to be the driving piece of our business, we miss so much opportunity to receive something that we didn't expect, right? And when you hear people say it was beyond my wildest expectations, it's because it absolutely blew their mind, right? They had this idea of what they thought it was going to be, and it ended up being so much better. And the reason why we don't allow ourselves to have that so much better is because we're chokeholding the thing. It's got to look this way. It's got to be this way. If I don't have 100 people coming through my funnel and it's not converting at 50%, I'm a total failure. And in reality, you could have 100 people coming through your funnel, let's just call it, and or coming into your world that, you know, 50 of them turn into like collaborations that then turn into, you know, long-term contracts. Like you have no idea the pathway for you forward. And that's the beauty of creating that deep inner alignment with your values, what you stand for, what you're here to do, and the impact you ultimately want to make. And then you get to take, I call small practical steps in your business, build something And then allow all of this beautiful interaction with humans 
and people to happen in your world. Because like I said, you have no idea what will come up of this. You will have no idea the pathway or the the amazing relationships and connections that you will form. And sales, to me, happen in this energy, right? It's when we're trying to force the sale that one, it becomes really freaking awkward. It's like, he's not that into you, right? It's like showing up at the bar and that like the woman showing up at the bar in that movie with the pen. I'm here to return his pen. It's like, no, you're not. You're here to see him. And if he really wanted his pen back, he would have come and got his bloody pen. Like, again, it's that awkward cringe, like, oh man, don't do it, you know? And that is where sales become really awkward. They become forced. They become art. It's like this formula that has to happen. And the beautiful thing with sales, it it can be fluid and it can be two people wanting to commit to each other versus this dominant structure that we have in the world right now, where it's like, you've got this salesperson trying to sell and this person's just like, okay, yeah, I think I need it. I don't know if I need it. And it's like this forced partnership. And in reality, the beautiful client relationships come from two willing participants that are on the same page that want to do the work together. And that for me is how I want to create all my sales processes. So again, my invitation to you is, as I shared these like practical steps with you that I've taken in my business, it's not about sharing them from a place of like, now follow this and you'll be successful. It's like, giving you permission to really take a look at your business and go, what have I done and what am I doing that I might not, that doesn't align with me? And can I shift this? And what would I do if I just really wanted to do it? And what would I do that is in alignment with my values and what I stand for? Because I will tell you this right now, that the more real and authentic and genuine you can be at every stage of that customer buying journey, the more likely you are to attract really energetically matched clients for you, but also just create a really beautiful experience on that journey for your people. And three, you're going to feel really freaking good about it in your business. You're just going to feel good about how you've set things up and how it is and how you've built it, which at the end of the day was is what we all want, right? To feel good in our business. Because why would we be doing it any other way? So with that, I've been chatting for a while. I've been sharing with you for a while now. This is a long episode. So I'm going to leave you with that. If you have any questions, please, please, please drop into my DMs at creativelyowned on Instagram. I respond to all of them. It's me in my DMs having conversations with you. And so I would love to hear from you and your thoughts and what you think. Or you can shoot me an email as well, info at creativelyowned.com. I respond to all of my emails there. would love to hear from you either way. And just to hear if this has been impactful for you or what your biggest takeaway is or anything like that. It's been helpful. And now on to our next episode. I am going to be sharing with you a really fun way to leverage your creativity first, that instinct, that creative pulse that comes through you, how to leverage that to actually write really potent content. So stripping away the formula and the process and the system and how to write the perfect hook and the CTA that's ultimately going to get people to move. I want to help you ditch that because I think that's the thing that has a stronghold on so many 
creative entrepreneurs and women and men who are here to really create an impact and want to bring innovative ideas to the world. And it starts with creativity. It starts with those like light bulb moments or ahas or whatnot and really how to follow that without having the methodical and calculated approach that we're often taught needs to happen in order to bring these things to the world. Because I truly believe that it starts in the creative process, like everything, any new idea, any creative hit, all of that, any new innovative idea that has come to the world has come from that creativity, that spark of creativity. And I want to share with you a glimpse of my process that I follow that allows me to stay in that creative flow and not stronghold or chokehold my ideas because we're taught to then put it into some type of strategy that's going to be monetized or whatnot. So I'm going to share that with you on the next episode, which is really exciting because this is going to just change the game for you when it comes to sitting down to create content, write copy, all of the things. You'll be able to come to it with this sort of creative energy and flow, which is ultimately what creates really potent content, if I'm being honest. Um, So I'm really excited about that. So tune into the episode, subscribe to the show so that you don't miss when this one drops next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.